Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Hello, I'm Minnie Driver. And on my podcast, Mini Questions, I ask trailblazers across different disciplines the same seven questions. Questions about the inflection points in their life, what they like least about themselves, and what relationship has defined love for them. This season, I'm coming back with new trailblazers like Blondie vocalist Debbie Harry, journalist and television host Jeremy Clarkson, editor-in-chief of Instar magazine Laura Brown, and creative juggernaut Goldie. Join me as we continue this exploration on season two of Mini Questions, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. The Gangster Chronicles podcast is a weekly conversation that revolves around the underworld. From criminals and entertainers to victims of crime and law enforcement, we cover all facets of the game. Gangster Chronicles podcast doesn't glorify or promote illicit activities. We just discuss the ramifications and repercussions of these activities. Because after all, if you play gangster games, you are ultimately rewarded with gangster prizes. Our Heart Radio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find the Gangster Chronicles podcast on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcast. Jessica Chastain only agreed to appear nude in scenes from a marriage if her co-star Oscar Isaac would too. Hannah Gatsby isn't happy about being mentioned in a Netflix memo about the Dave Chappelle backlash. And we're talking with BuzzFeed's Allie Hayes about Halloween Kills. It's October 18th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shyla Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Oh boy, Shyla, big news. Kourtney Kardashian yeah. and Travis Barker are engaged. I am so thrilled. I didn't realize how much I cared about this couple until right now. <laughs> um, so, so you know the account comments by celebs? Yes. yes so yes, yes. they they recently posted saying that they have never gotten so many nice and excited DMs about this engagement announcement. And I think that's exactly like what you're saying. You're like, I don't know why I'm happy and excited, but I am. And I think it goes back to you missed it last week, but Stephen and I were talking about Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Megan Fox. And it's the same, you know, those they are the two same genres of couples. And I don't know what's happening to us all, but we love love. <laughs> We love love. I saw this great tweet. I mean, maybe it wasn't great, but like how everyone sort of wrote off Courtney as like the boring Kardashian. And now she's finally having her time to shine. So I, I'm ready. I want to watch this wedding. Make it a double wedding. You know, Megan and Machine Gun Kelly go next. Like, just, let's do it all together. I would love to watch that. <laughs> Okay, so Jessica Chastain had a super reasonable condition for appearing nude in scenes from a marriage, which, you know, it's that her co-star Oscar Isaac also had to. She said this on The View. I said to Hagai, who wrote and directed the series, in the very beginning, I said, I'm comfortable with all the nudity. 
but any part of my body that you show, you're gonna have to show the same with Oscar. So like there's a shower scene that I have in episode two, right. mm -hmm. and you see my body. And so now like you frontal. see his body. Right. So that's typical though to women's bodies. Yeah, yeah but so right. for me though, I wanted it to be balanced. Okay, so Casey, I am obsessed with this. I want this to be like a new blanket rule for nude seeds in films. Yeah, it should. It definitely should be a blanket rule. Bare minimum. Bare, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> sorry, Shiloh. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that it still, it still makes me a little mad because I feel like it's still not even because I'm like, okay, well, on Instagram, you know, men can show their nipples, but women can't. So I'm like, okay, well, showing a man's chest, seen it, done that. <laughs> Right. That's so true. And then I'm like, we have all of history, like all of the movies that have ever like we we do need to sort of like balance it out. So like we maybe we just have like men in nude scenes and yeah. no women for yeah. a long time. No, see, that's and what I'm talking be about, equal. because it's like it's like expected that the woman will be will be nude in the scene, you know? So it's like, yeah, I like what you're saying, Shyla. <laughs> <laughs> We're going on strike. Yes. <laughs> All right, so moving on, comedian Hannah Gatsby had some choice words for Netflix's CEO, Ted Sarandos, this past weekend. Amidst the Dave Chappelle controversy, Sarandos sent an internal memo to employees defending Netflix's choice to air Chappelle's special, in which he pointed to multiple, quote, marginalized communities represented on Netflix, including Hannah Gatsby. After the memo leaked, Hannah took to Instagram to pen a scathing critique of Sarandos's memo. She wrote, quote, Now I have to deal with even more of the hate and anger that Dave Chappelle's fans like to unleash on me every time Dave gets $20 million to process his emotionally stunted partial worldview. You didn't pay me nearly enough to deal with the real world consequences of the hate speech dog whistling you refuse to acknowledge, Ted. Fuck you and your immoral algorithm cult. I do shits with more backbone than you. That's just a joke. I definitely didn't cross a line because you just told the world there isn't one. I mean, scathing. <laughs> it is because like if you if you forgot um, Ted Sarandos, he basically wrote this thing that he, he was like, hey, there's a blurry line of what comedy is and isn't. And like basically saying like, you know, Dave Chappelle can say what he wants because it's comedy. So now Hannah Gatsby's like, I can say what I want because it's comedy. <laughs> It is. And <laughs> where's the lie? <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, everything she said was spot on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, 100%. And it completely sucks that she is getting this hate for what Dave yeah, Chappelle for has done. Yeah, something that she's not yep. involved in at, at all. At all. Ted dragged <laughs> like, her into this. Just <laughs> so left field. Oh, my gosh. I would be pissed, too. Well, no, it's like one of those things where he's just like, hey, I've got I've got queer friends. You know, it's right. chill. It's chill. Yep. I'm like, Truly. no, do you, Ted? <laughs> No. Does he have regular friends? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on. It's the middle of October, which means spooky season is officially upon us. And it wouldn't be complete without another installment of the Halloween franchise. Halloween Kills came out this past weekend. So today we're joined by BuzzFeed's horror expert, Allie Hayes, to discuss what Michael Myers has been up to. Hi, Allie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Guys, thanks for having me back. Yeah, we need you here because you know Shyla and I aren't. <laughs> I don't aren't know. I was gonna say, what a fun conversation we're about. You know, to at have. least me, I've like seen the trailer, and I've been like, I've been expanding to my friends. I have this thing called Shocktober, where every night they have a new horror movie they watch, and I go to some of them. Meanwhile, Shyla's like, why are we doing this interview? Make Allie go away. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's real nice, Shyla. <laughs> I literally just have one question, and it's I thought he died. Like, I think yeah. like, that <laughs> could actually be the tagline of every Halloween movie is just the poster, and I thought he died. Just like, honestly, like, is he a vampire? I don't understand. Listen. Okay, okay, so before Shyla goes gonna- off and creates a whole new timeline for Michael Myers, um, can you give us a little background about this movie, like where it picks up, how it fits into the overall series? Totally. So really all you need to know is the 1978 one and the 2018 one. The basic through line of all the movies is that it's about Michael Myers, who is essentially a serial killer, and Laurie Strode, who is the final girl who survived his attacks in the 1978 one. And the 2018 one picks up decades later after those stories left off, and it follows Laurie Strode still trying to live with what happened to her as Michael Myers breaks out and begins his reign of terror yet again. Oh God, I feel very bad for her. And that's Jamie Lee Curtis, right? That is Jamie Lee Curtis. She's everyone's favorite final girl. If you don't think so, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you saw the movie over the weekend without giving too much away. What did you think of it? Like, did it live up to your expectations? So it was bonkers. It's a bonkers movie. (laughs) It does in fact live up to the title. It kills a lot of people. A lot of people die. And that's the movie. Okay. How was, here, I have I have a selfish question. Please. My, my connection to this is that I watch The Housewives. How was Kyle Richards? Oh, plays, she's fantastic. She's good. That's what I've heard. She really doing really great. Yeah, really Background, fantastic. And again, I, I love how I'm going to say this. I think this is accurate, so please correct me. In the original, she played the kid that Jamie Lee Curtis was babysitting, right? Mm-hmm. She played one of the children, yeah. yes. Wild. So, yeah, Wild. It's very, very Full cute. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> and there are a lot of characters in this one that were in the first one. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so it's I mean <laughs> don't get don't get too attached. <laughs> Again, the title of the movie. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so it always I mean this is bad, but it always shocks me how much money horror movies make because I'm like people are really out here watching mm-hmm. horror movies. <laughs> they, they like them. Oh, um, I know, but it's already made over $50 million, which is a good like 10 to 15 million more than they thought they were going to make. It also had the biggest opening since COVID began. And this is despite being released both in theaters and on Peacock on the same day. So does this surprise you? Or is this something very unique about a Michael Myers movie being released in October that just gets people, not me, to theaters? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was going to say there's just something really magical about a movie called Halloween being released in October. <laughs> people people love it. It's It reminds me of back in the day, you used to be able to count on there being a new Saw movie. For like 10 years, there was a new Saw movie every October, and you had people who made a whole... I mean, Casey referenced it earlier that her friends do like marathons of horror movies, and you have people who make it their whole... I used to joke that it was my uh, Fifty Shades of Grey in February, where it's like... You, <laughs> You used to be able to. You used to be able to count yes. on there being a fifty you know shades what, of though, gray movie. Allie, you just got Shyla to understand. It. That's okay, what I mean. I was one of those people that went. But I was going to say, I was going to say, 
it's also the dichotomy of man because I went and saw every Saw movie every October and then I went and saw every Fifty Shades of Grey movie. I'm a, I'm a Gemini. I'm allowed right. to be complex. So. Okay, so box office aside, the reactions to it so far seem to be extremely on one end of the spectrum or the other. Can you explain what people are saying about it and just like why you think there's been such a polarized reaction? Totally. So from what I am seeing, it does appear that people fall in like two buckets as far as expectations for the film went. I already made my joke about like it lives up to the title of the movie. I think if you're going to this wanting to see Michael Myers brutally murder a lot of people in increasingly creative and ridiculous ways, you're going to love it. You're going to be like, this is the best movie I've seen all year. The people who really enjoyed it kind of fell in that camp where they went into it being like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see this. And then the other camp is people who did not want that. People who wanted like more story I will also say without spoiling too much, I definitely thought they were going to utilize Laurie Strode a lot more, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. She's definitely present, like you feel her presence in the film, but she's not as active as you expect her to be given all of the marketing. She's probably exhausted. Yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) That's the thing. She's like, I set this man aflame. I burned down my own house and now I'm in the hospital and have to pay American healthcare prices. And you're telling me this asshole is walking around again? And that's that's the movie. No, <laughs> but I imagine they're saving her for the big finale, which makes sense. But still, I think a lot of people went in expecting to kind of see Laurie Strode versus Michael Myers right, in a steel right. cage, and they didn't right. get Especially that. Especially because she's been like doing so much press for it too. Totally, think, like, totally. And again, I can't, it. I cannot stress so that people don't come for my throat. I cannot stress she's present in the movie. Like all of the stuff you see in the trailers is there. It's not manipulative marketing by any means. But I think this movie has more to say about mob mentality and the characters we discussed before who were in the first movie and are now in this movie. And it's a little less Michael V. Laurie, if you will, and more (laughs) just kind of Michael versus everyone. (laughs) So, okay, speaking of, like, extreme reactions, there's one that was really surprising. Um, So in the movie, there's a scene where Michael goes to town on, like, a group of firefighters. And we see some footage of this in the trailers, which is the only reason I know about it. Um, So I don't know if you saw, but there's, like, a changed org petition to have the scene actually removed now considering michael's been around for over 40 years and his whole thing is that he kills pretty indiscriminately this feels like a big like extreme reaction i mean it's a small petition there are barely like 400 signatures on it but have you ever seen anything like that before so I find that hilarious on accident. And I, I really, I really don't mean that in like an awful way because that makes me sound like an awful person. But it's the debate for that for me becomes like other party. I'm not okay with Michael Myers murdering firefighters. Me. But you're okay with Michael Myers murdering everyone else he murders. Yeah. Them. Yeah. them. Well, it's fictional. Me. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's literally it. it. It is just like, oh, firefighters, they help save us from fires. I don't want to watch them get killed. And I'm like, okay, I don't like watching women get killed. I was going to say, like I it. think babysitters across America have a better case against Michael Myers than the firefighters do. Um, not to be me. He kills a preteen. 
2018 boy in the 2018 one. And I don't remember anyone being like, but the children, <laughs> which is usually the reaction. Um, don't you love America? Don't you love I it? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You know what? It's just, what is more American than Michael Myers is what I ask you um, to answer the question of, have I seen anything like this before? Of course. Every horror, every big horror movie since the dawn of time has a group of people who are offended by, like, I don't even know how else to word it other than offended by it. It just reminded me so much of, there was a movie that came out in the eighties that was called, I want to say it's like silent night, deadly night or something like that. And the poster had Santa holding an ax No, and people, the movie didn't even come out and people were like, absolutely not. I would be like, you cannot do that. (laughs) Which I just find hilarious because it's like this man's already breaking into your house technically. So I mean, just give just give Santa an axe at this point. But there's always a group of people who are like, absolutely not. This is not happening. Yes, me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, me. I went I was back like, in time I and started I actually that created petition that before I was born. Yes. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh my God, I'm going to send you that poster the second this is done. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back with more from BuzzFeed's Allie Hayes on Halloween Kills. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. We controlled the courts. We controlled absolutely everything. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free. Until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. From my perspective, Bob was too good to be true. There's got to be something wrong with this. I wouldn't trust that guy. He looks like a little scumbag liar, stool pigeon. He looked like what he was, a rat. I can say with all certainty, I think he's a hero because he didn't have to do what he did, and he did it anyway. The moment I put the wire on the first time, my life was over. If it ever got out, they would kill me in a heartbeat. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, what's up? This is Robin Dixon, co-host of Reasonably Shady, which has just been nominated for an NAACP Image Award in the Outstanding Arts and Entertainment Podcast category. This is so big for Giselle and I. And of course, we must thank all of our fantastic listeners. But we need your help. Visit vote.naacpimageawards.net to vote for Reasonably Shady. That's vote.naacpimageawards.net. But don't wait. Voting closes on February 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern. And make sure to listen to Reasonably Shady every single Monday on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Welcome. 
Welcome back. We're here with BuzzFeed's Allie Hayes, our resident horror expert. Okay, so let's talk about the next Halloween movie a little because There's there more? is more. <laughs> Okay, so it's called Halloween Ends. And, you know, it was originally going to pick up where Halloween Kills left off and take place on Halloween of 2018. But producer and director David Gordon Green recently revealed that the next movie will jump ahead and take place in October 2022, which is when it's set to be released. He also said the movie will address the, quote, worldwide pandemic and peculiar politics and another million things that turn their world upside down. So what do you think of that decision? Do you think the franchise's core fan base will be on board with that i'll start it with the optimistic sentence of i as a person am willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and now i will move into the mean sentence of i kind of hate that i'm not gonna lie (laughs) i really loved the idea of having it all take place on one halloween night i thought that was extremely interesting especially when it spread out i mean i guess the pandemic did throw a wrench in their original release schedule but three or four years is not enough to make you notice watching back in 10 years that it's not all one night you know someone's not gonna have an iphone 11 and then an iphone 14 or something (laughs) and like i feel like in harry potter we got you know the seventh movie part one and two and it takes place immediately precisely that was fun yeah it's you know i don't think that it was enough of a time jump but a lot of people want to explore what the pandemic did for things and i just kind of find that funny because michael is already wearing a mask so so i have just one last question uh horror movie franchises are kind of notorious for including titles that make it seem like the movies are done when they're really not which you pointed out so nightmare on elm street did it with freddy's dead the final nightmare only to have wes craven's new nightmare a few years later and friday the 13th the final chapter came out less than a year before its follow-up friday the 13th a new beginning Do you think Halloween Ends might actually be the last Halloween movie or will it, you know, just Mike Myers will just never die? I mean, quick answer, no. (laughs) I don't think it's the end of it. I think as long as there's an audience for it, there will always be Michael Myers. Do I think this may be the last one that we see Jamie Lee Curtis in? Absolutely. It reminds me a little bit of the new Star Wars movies, where it's like, if you asked me, does this mean there's going to be no more Star Wars? I would be like, no, of course not. But do I think it's the last three Star Wars movies that will star the original people? Yes. (laughs) So I think this will probably be the end of Laurie's strode's arc at least in the world of jamie lee curtis like it's a horror movie in 30 years they could do like laurie strode the prequel and then that'll be something else but no horror movies will always give themselves an out to be able to make more if the audience is there um and i don't think that this is any exception i really i just want to see halloween ends and i want it to be like they kill Michael Myers in the first 15 minutes and the rest of the movie is just Jamie Lee Curtis on vacation in yeah. Hawaii. That's the movie I'll That's watch. That's delightful. That's Someone fantastic. That. She deserves it, honestly. So. Yeah. She does. Okay, well, Allie, like those franchises, we lied and we have one more question for you. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so out of all of the many Halloween movies, which is your favorite? So the first one, 
the original that sounds one. Like a, that sounds like a great say, answer. The original one is my true answer. And then if I'm in the mood to make people angry, I say the third one just because people get mad when you say that. <laughs> but um, the first one, easy. It still stands up. It's incredible. If you've never seen the first Halloween, the 1978 one, and you're looking for something to watch, that's definitely, it, it's timeless. It never goes out of style. And there's a reason that people do keep coming back to it. Okay, well, now I think that Shiloh and I are going to start walking around saying the third's our favorite yes. and uh, just watching what happens. No, yep, exactly. And then just like, we, I was away. like, we don't have time to go into why <laughs> that's a thing, but I'll just say this. The third one does not have Michael Myers in it. <laughs> I could have an hour to explain all of this to you, but the quick version is people get mad because Michael's not in that one and it has nothing to do with the first two. That Love seems it. seems like Perfect. a win to me. Yeah, exactly. Shiloh really believes that now. <laughs> okay, well, Allie, seriously, thank you so much for joining us today. Anytime. Thank you guys for having me. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, only men in nude scenes from now on. Directed by yeah. women. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed. Coming to you daily. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. For my small bookstore to thrive, I can't just sell books. So I created a radio ad at iHeartAdBuilder.com to tell everyone about our author events, our story hours for kids, and our amazing lattes. Now we're busier than ever. I'd call that a success story. A custom radio ad from iHeartAdBuilder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.